get it going then? Okay. Okay. We all got here at like 9.30, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One hour, you four woke beers me later. Up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we are. We're four beers in. <clears throat> Actually, that was a pretty good intro. Like, not really, but yes. Yeah, and if you're listening, it's 10.30 in the morning. And we're four beers in. <laughs> and we're already drunk. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> this podcast is now a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you haven't figured that out, we're in season two, something or other. And, and yeah, we're just... We're just one big cry for help. But, uh, <laughs> uh, thank this you. This is for Alcoholics Anonymous, where we are pro alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are enablers. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Ryan, and I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the anonymity of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll follow that up. I'm Brendan, and I uh, brew what we're drinking. Yeah. I'm Danny, and I am drinking as well. <laughs> I'm Matt, and I too drink. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Uh, clinky, Cheers. clinky. We are at Frolic for this team. podcast, and um, the back home at Frolic. Yeah, back home. This is this is yes. This is definitely where we, where we yeah. to oh, celebrate yeah. the end of football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we want to be. And um, football expels us from where we want to yeah, be. You know, because <laughs> the big game always has precedent over little guys. But anyway, the topic of today, um, or the attempted topic, is comedians who are alive and well, and still make us laugh. And for um, that reason, we brought in an actual performing you know, comedian. Yes, really? <laughs> he has yet to make us laugh. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try at some point. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we're very excited for that. <laughs> a local. Yes, thank you for joining us. Yes. And if you'd like, you can tell us a little bit about kind of what you're doing with stand-up and in the community around us and, and what you can do with yeah, the with whole COVID. Yeah, with COVID, it's a little more tricky guys. now. For sure. Um, so, yeah, like I said, my name is Ryan. Uh, I am a local comedian and host. Um, we finally are able to do, start doing real live comedy again. Yay. Uh, yes. Um, twice in 2020, we had to take two months off. So we're talking four months out of the entire year, we were not able to do it. So you, people were doing Zoom shows and different things, but now we're finally able to do live shows again. Um, I have a, a weekly Boulder show now that I'm doing, uh, doing one Saturday, and then we're going to do every Thursday through May. Ooh, Thursdays Thurs- are good. Thursdays yeah. are great. Uh, then we also have another place we're going to have probably Wednesdays and Sundays as well. Um, don't want to give anything too crazy yet till I have everything confirmed, but yeah, <laughs> definitely Kettle and Spoke. Uh, we have a show coming up. I don't know what your guys' drop schedule is. Uh, we Let's typically, say Tuesday. yeah, Tuesday. Okay, so yeah, so February, so February 20th. Okay. Uh, we have a uh, show at uh, Kettle and Spoke up in Boulder. I would recommend anybody please go get tickets for that. Uh, I am the host, and the headliner is Derek Stroop. Uh, Derek Stroop is the only person in comedy louder than me. <laughs> um, so we are going to Sam Kinison's dead. Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. If, 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 it would be, the, it would be the it would be the three three of us if that were possible. Uh, so it's going to be a good old fashioned yell off uh, on Saturday at Kettle and Spoke on the twentieth. Right. So I would definitely go check nice. that out. And how would you get tickets if someone was absolutely? Interested? So a couple different ways. So you can always uh, find us through. Um, uh, Goldfish Entertainment through Facebook okay. that has all of our fo- posts and everything. But you can always find us uh, for tickets on Eventbrite. And you can oh. just uh, search Goldfish Entertainment on there, and you can absolutely find us. Oh. Uh, I believe tickets are going to go for fifteen dollars, so nothing 
too crazy. It's great beer, nice little atmosphere. It is outdoors. Again, to make sure that we're socially distanced, all everything's open and clear. But we have heaters. We have blankets that we rent out. Still might want to bring a coat. It is I definitely know. No, that's well, why you never know with Colorado, and that's the best thing about the state. At night, though? Oh, no, no. Yeah, as soon as that sun drops, true. it was that's so true. funny it's watching people cold. lose it. So <laughs> you see Bring the, layers. Right. You'll start bring with Bring layers. <laughs> you like, see the like smiles the, on their face, and then all of a sudden you see the like teeth chatter. It was pretty fun. So as the host, I went over. <laughs> so it's just a brewery okay. so we were just a little shy on that mm-hmm. but as soon as i got up to the headliner i could see people just shaking i go uh so you all know i got blankets over there for you uh they're in bags they're clean just grab them uh <laughs> and you and everybody took blankets exactly. like, except that table of native americans they're still a little <laughs> <laughs> first off this is boulder this was definitely not a table of native americans <laughs> I love to quote, uh, we, there was an inside portion of the bar for that first show back, and the average median age of the people in there were dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't, won't go too far into that show. But the only like, one who could afford to live in Boulder and still carry a bar tab yeah, are ex- very, very yeah, old people. Yeah, <laughs> 65 and up. The AARP card got them right in, I promise you, on that shit. Yeah, that 10% discount goes a long <laughs> way. <laughs> 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 They're drinking formaldehyde. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get ahead you on the embalming process. In yeah, the door. It's a different F word. It's not no oh. longer fermenting. It's formaldehyde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Uh, Wherever I fall. All there shall I be buried. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's good just to be back doing live comedy again. Actually, seeing people, having to this, yeah, I missed it. So and doing awesome. this, I missed it. Well, I haven't done a ton of podcasts, so I missed this. So well, we're glad to have you, and and yeah. um, maybe we'll have you around some more. But um, yeah. let's. Uh, who was who was a influence for you then? We're definitely talking live comedians. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Since you weren't a part of the, the day, the, you could. The dead. We'll, yeah, we'll grandfather we'll, you. Yeah, in, we'll grandfather well, again, you in a little bit because yeah, because I, that I am a little both. curious as to kind of. And, and and if you're not up to speed, I did declare Bill Cosby dead yeah, and deceased. Absolutely. <laughs> if, just so you know, my closer is a Cosby joke. Just okay. so you're well yeah. aware. <laughs> well, Cos- Cosby is a gigantic influence on me in my life. So I'm like, okay, we can kill the man, but the comedy okay, does so live on. Do you? All right. Do you want to hear the joke then? Yes. All right. <laughs> So since COVID happened, um, every day I've been trying to walk to work and walking back and forth. The other day I was walking home and I saw somebody wearing an OJ Simpson jersey. Okay. You can't wear that, right? Tammy, Mm. can you? Tim yeah, the Buffalo people know you can't yeah. wear that, Tam. No, you can't. Even, even a, like I'm a secondary. We're Buffalo embarrassed fan, that he's like, a no. Exa- See, look, you <laughs> can't wear that. It's not appropriate. But he's Buffalo's only African American. I don't. <laughs> I don't look. Okay, so all right. Well, if he's Stephon Diggs now, (laughs) well, he's this is this is a a great this is a great example of why the audience doesn't have a microphone in (laughs) (laughs) Screwing up my punchline. Anyways, Ah! no, no. But seriously though, if he look, if that guy's allowed to wear that every single day, then I'm allowed to wear my Cosby sweater collection again. It's taking up a lot of closet space. <laughs> that's that's typically my closer. So Cosby's a, a, a tough one because I d- he is he was an inspiration to some huge right, and that was one of my things. Like that was a comedian that my mom would watch. He was clean, and we would all laugh. We thought, and then. <laughs> Yeah, and then come to her here now. He's disgusting, and you just hear evil. Yeah, yes. well, see, and that's how I ended up writing that joke. Like, I literally was at work one day. I saw somebody wearing an OJ Simpson jersey. I was like, oh, that's weird. And, 
And I just, I didn't think anything of it. And later that day, I went to my mom. It hit you. No. Later that day, I went to my mom's house, and she was being a Cosby sympathizer. What? Yeah, she's like, well, you know, people make things up. And I was like, mom. Like 35 um, of them? Yeah, I was like, 50 people don't all make things up, mom. When, and when women defend these people, it's that's more, I was more like, boggling oh. than it is. Well, that was the whole thing about Trump, because we uh, said going to bring yeah. that up, too. How could any woman support Trump? <laughs> and yet they do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyway, so I, I, I took those two stories and concepts at that moment. This works out pretty well here. So that's where that came Time from. Time has changed, though. Like, if you go to Clinton era, like, granted, this is not comedian, but he's kind of funny. Clinton? Well, he got, like, he, oh, he's well, charming. He a, he's he charming. He's a blowjob and everyone freaks out. Okay. And, like, whole, Trump that, talks yeah. about grabbing pussy and, like, cheats on his wife. And we're like, whatever. Yeah. It just shows that our standards drop. Yes. A well, lot. Things become normalized and then you gotta up the up the up the bar. That's, right. that's how Yeah, you gotta hit rock bottom goes. before realizing where the bar really went. And, you know? Well that's <laughs> that's the real horror of Trump is like it's not that Trump happened, it's like what's gonna top Trump because it's mm. gonna happen in my son's lifetime. Yeah. Do you think? Like yes. was Trump topping Reagan? Because I mean that's the closest thing I can kind of like I would say Bush. Okay, I, I would I would go Bush, but even at that point, I'd still take Bush any day over the week. Over it's Trump, we're talking comedians, and we're talking. <laughs> yeah, we instantly right back into this. It didn't Honestly, take two what, seconds. Our presidents what? are jokes, apparently. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, <laughs> inspire, they inspire. They inspire jokes. For, uh, sure yeah. do. We spend yeah. a lot of time watching well, Trevor, Trevor Noah. Noah. Oh my God, and, love and him. And the Daily Show, and and yeah, it's it's kind of political. And comedy ne- or Comedy Central made it clear by getting rid of At Midnight that they wanted to go more political yep. with their late night stuff. Which sucks because the only show we would really want to watch is Trevor Noah's at midnight or not at midnight. Um, That's Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. Oh yeah, I love that, that show. Oh, he's so a, phenomenal. I love him. And there is no In, good replacement for. There's no. No, there's, there's no, nothing inter- like that. There's right no now. internet-driven show other than Tosh point oh. And that that's uh, not engages even, people. Yeah, and I mean Tosh is okay, but it's not much better. But than But it's ridiculous. a Tosh show. They're pretty Heart at Midnight was like a at game midnight show everyone could play at home. You got too. to see your favorite. I love that. And, yes. and you challenged, and they, it was something that they weren't ready for. They were trying. It was and good. You could see the ad lib and and the actual camaraderie between everybody. That, yes. Yeah. That kind of show doesn't exist. And and if Hardwick had anything to do with creating it, that puts him even higher up on my list. As a comedian, because yeah. I've always kind of saw him that, even though I grew up with the dude on like yeah. MTV pretty yeah, much yeah, all yeah. my Singled life. Out, yeah, yeah. He was but amazing on Singled Out, and part of it is because if you listen to enough interviews of him, you'll hear that he was basically making fun of the entire concept <laughs> of the show, yep. Singled Out, and Jenny McCarthy as well. Uh, but what makes him so great at hosting stuff is he was always a crowd work comedian, True. which yeah. is very hard to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, com- I think you're right. We were talking a little bit about how being a comedian super intense like and i can't imagine standing in front of a crowd like i can be funny in a, n- a normal setting but to actually stand in front of, i would just shut down i think <laughs> so i give so much respect to comedians because you do have the hecklers too you do and you have to work with them and so that's where those yeah. comedians i think r- work off the crowds like howie mandel's and one that howie does was it. a great yeah. one people i don't think realize he's really good com- comedian like crowd yeah well in the crowd thing you mentioned it because when we saw him a couple years well, ago people see him on a show and don't realize he's, he's actually minutes. he probably didn't tell a joke the whole time well Maybe. not like a joke yeah, written, that's, no that's what i mean yeah, that he yeah. just played off he the just, right. he, did, he didn't do anything uh and those i love those guys those i, I talk sam talent local he's a legend truthfully yeah. here yeah i love sam talent i watched him at high plains he did 20 
20 minutes in one of the hottest rooms I've ever seen. Kyle Kinane was going on after him, oh, and shit. he crushed over Kinane. <laughs> um, and like he literally was doing this, and at like 19 minutes in, he goes, "Maybe I should tell a joke now." What do you guys? Th <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> he just did crowd work. Like he knew three people in the front row, and he screwed with them long, and the whole audience was dying. But I think that's really good because then it's always new material. It too. is because I think that's really tough as a comedian as well because like when you for musicians you go to see that hear that song mm -hmm. but with comedians you want new material yes. so i think it's really hard for you guys because you always have to be creative and people don't want to hear this i mean you want to hear the certain jokes Sometimes. that are depends on maybe whatever. like how you have the funny one or cer certain ones that people will keep it's wanting to the, hear the brian regan level they will request right. for encores like right. do right. the pop tarts you, yeah right right even well, as actually, hot pocket was like weird. right 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 he was one of the examples I was going to give because, like, Brian Regan, we've seen once. And we saw more people and he walk out because he because was, he was telling material. some of the old jokes. Yep. Where we've seen Chris, we didn't know it, though. We've seen Chris Titus four times, and not but once has he told knew. the same and joke. And Jim Brewer. Right. He yep. always and knew. Jim Brewer, like, three They're times, constantly. not once have they yep. told the same joke. So it's like, yeah. okay. Pat so Oswalt once said, once he does something in recorded form, he'll never do it again. Yep, that's so if, awesome. whether it's on a, on a radio or a TV special, he'll, he'll never do it again. But that's I get mad at audience because I don't think they realize how hard that is. Can you imagine coming up with that new material? Well, that's why it's a full-time job. Yeah, it's not just something you your way into <laughs> <laughs> as he yeah. pulls out a notepad no i like, pull out three notepads <laughs> <laughs> one might even be falling apart oh that. they are definitely falling does it apart. go in the washer my, my occasionally jokes. they do and they're you do no it's like money <laughs> can you open it is it there still it's but it I, <laughs> and that would be my wife all right if you can. Heather's in the background hey uh, uh, we got a live audience yeah, we do awesome. <laughs> she's funny too yeah she is <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> but no, it's so funny you say that. Like, it's that is one of the hardest things because, like, and you don't get the respect for it. Well, just as I a host, I, I'm a lot of the times I will see the same crowd again. I won't have the same comedians behind me, but that same crowd will be a repetitive thing and they will see me. Mm -hmm. They will know my jokes. So I will, I have to change it up. I have to throw something new and I have to try to do something. And it's very difficult. I'm trepidatious most times at a showcase to do a new joke. Now, that the last showcase I did, the headliner did 15 new jokes. And he openly <laughs> admitted that he did 15 new jokes. And I went, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but, like, it is. You're always constantly trying to write. And it, but especially now during COVID, it's, it's hard. I don't have an open mic to try new jokes at. Right. Like, I don't have a way. It, you know, comedy is one of those forms you can't just get good at by practicing. You actually have to be in an audience. You have to get a response. Right. Yeah, the mirror only does so much. It does. You think you can be funny. You think you can be great. But if they don't like it, who cares? No right. one understands <laughs> No one understands the psychology of expecting laughing and not hearing laughing. Like it's what, awful. What that <laughs> does to you. <laughs> it's brutal. It's. It, I mean, I, I mean, my first it's two years. It's worse than like, being ghosted by a chick you like. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said. It is. I, I mean, <laughs> well, actually, no, no, it's worse than that, actually. It's being ghosted by the hooker you paid for. Because <laughs> there are people that paid for this, and they're still just like, oh. <laughs> That's true. There you go. <laughs>
Look at that. We just worked on a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's how you workshop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. Like, and, that, and that's where I like that. Like, where I can, like, I can just run through a story. Okay, maybe the whole story's not funny, but I can now trim that down to two minutes. That's really funny. Right. But you just, you have to find a way to get through that and actually be able to try that out. So other than Cosby, who's your biggest influence currently? <laughs> other than Cosby. Wow. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mom, aren't you proud? <laughs> um, no, currently, who would you like to open for most of all? Most oh, of all. Wow. That's a that's good, a good question, yeah. This is, this is a dumb answer, but I'm never, <laughs> I'm never going to get to... Adam Sandler. You I might really? You might get I like to. him a lot. I love we, we're Adam. Do you write fans. songs? Sometimes I write. I mean, Adam Sandler. So I don't do. I don't do songs, but I do a Sandler impersonation. As he anybody. does a lot of skits. Let me yes. hear. It. Let me hear the Sandler. All right. Well, actually, let's do this. I have a new bit that I have. Okay. Uh, so okay. I have three quick impersonations. Awesome. Uh, the first one. Uh, this is Adam Sandler as a ghost. Adam Sandler as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's Adam Sandler as a ghost. I'd like to point out to the listening audience that the visual is half of it. <laughs> it is. Oh, I definitely get into it. You're right. All right. Second one. This is Adam Sandler trying to write a boogie board for the very first time. All right. Last joke. This is if Adam Sandler was a ghost trying to write a boogie board for the very first time. Well, this just doesn't work at all. <laughs> Thank you. That's Adam Sandler as a ghost trying to write a boogie board for the very first time. And the, the good thing about comedians is that Adam Sandler might actually appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and ask you to do it in front yeah, of him. Yeah, that, that is true. I might have a chance. But no, Whereas I, most, I will give you most non-funny seconds. people would be offended yeah. by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you did a profession of me, I'd, I'd have to see it. But then I'd be like... You're pretty good, kid. You're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, actually, I get in trouble at work because I end up doing impersonations of coworkers all the time. You do? Yes, I do. And my boss one time goes, "If you don't stop it, I'm writing you up. I'm gonna get you fired. <laughs> Knock it off." Because I was doing it so accurately of somebody, it was bothering him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call HR on you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna call HR on you. <laughs> Maybe we'll just go straight back to audio. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing no cameras. Are yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the joke funnier. <laughs> but uh, no, I, like, I love Sandler. Uh, uh, say, I'm more local guys when it comes to things. I see more local people that I, I would, I'm enjoying opening for. Denver's uh, got some amazing local talent. Um, well, the one I uh, hosted for, Dr. Kev. Like, honestly, that So we have a little bit of a story. We don't know him personally, but we know someone who has worked with him before he got, got the there, and they both did an opening set at Comedy Works in the basement down south. Okay. Our client's dad has, has the same, same last name, name. And he's also a and doctor. And loves him. So he's also a Dr. Kev Fitz. It's and the only difference is, is he's a doc doc versus... Veterinarian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? They're and, so, and so close. And so they used to work together and would bounce jokes off of each other for a bit. And then the guy we know ended up going more into the medical profession. But he but loves every comedy. single time we interact with him, it's just a riot. Nice. He's more of the dad joke at this point. Well, that's true because he, he's a dad and he's mm -hmm. more of a grandpa now. Yeah. And, and he has turned into kind of that dad joke guy where yeah. it's like, hey. But he's in conjunction. <laughs> he's coming this way. So once yeah. he does, we'll definitely and have him. Yeah, yeah please do. He's planning on moving to Castle Rock at some point. But right now he's in junction. And I think if we mm -hmm. were to offer him a situation oh, where 
you could give him a mic, it would be a, a little bit of a riot. But for I sure. would love to hear what you, I mean, Dr. Kev, have you worked with him much? So, okay, the, the Dr. Kev story. So the first time I ever paid to see a headliner, it was Dr. Kev. Um, I had no idea he was the headliner, but I paid to see a show. He was there. I was in the front row. He picked on me. <laughs> Like, and I remember really? she, she, he was there, and like he like he definitely was picking on us a couple times, and I was like, all right, that's kind of funny, and like I always kind of remember, oh, that's interesting, oh maybe, and then like I tried it out, and then here it was, you know, eight years later, I hosted for him, like that was it was cool, and like he was such the nicest guy ever. Uh, I can't say like there was a bunch of uh, local you know comedians and my friends and stuff and they just wanted to see the show and check out. Dr. Kev was giving them advice, giving them different things, talking to them about bits and different stuff. And even afterwards, he goes, "Yeah, man, I went on stage and tried 15 new jokes. None of them worked." <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling that to the, but he's like, "Try it out, go for it, guys." And like it was really encouraging. Like, not every headliner is like that. So. Uh, yeah, there's a headliner that we may have mentioned before this show that I have definitely seen do 30 minutes of basically open mic material and openly trying to get uh, jokes from a headliner or jo jokes from the crowd, like literally punchlines. And I'm uh. like, that some people do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, it's cool to watch some of the people that still all these years later are just great and good people. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think the also the tough things. Every comedian's gonna get those hecklers mm. and like a down or a, not a good night. Yeah. And every comedian, and granted, I I always talk about Howard Stern, and I apologize, but like <laughs> he interviews a lot of <laughs> comedians, but they say that's part of their growing as a comedian it is. is having those nights. But every comedian's gonna have that happen. Oh yeah, is is Howard Stern considered a comedian? I don't know if he's I so wouldn't. much, but a little bit. I mean, he's a skit kind of. He does bits. He does bits. He does bits. So to me, I, I think he's really he, he's funny, fine. but That's, I love him. He but became he, he, personality to me. But yeah, he yeah. loves comedians, yeah. and he yeah. has a lot of them on. Like Kevin Hart was just on recently, and just just a lot. But every comedian that's been on there, almost, if they talk about their the way they get to their stardom, says they have those nights where like you get heckled and you have bad nights, but that makes them grow. It does. A hundred percent. How's this? I'll even tell you guys the fun story from that same show I've been talking about. <laughs> Not quite a heckler, uh, but just before the show, um, we had gotten an article in the Boulder Daily Camera. Uh, it was kind of cool. I was like, all right. So the show was sold out, 30 people. As the show, about an hour beforehand, this 86-year-old lady just trunches up to the fucking show. <laughs> She's just, and she goes, well, this, honey. I'm 86 years old. And I don't got a computer, and they didn't put a phone number on here for the show, but I'm here for a laugh. And I'm 86, and I'm good for it. And we go, well, ma'am, uh, guess Well? What is that? That's not me. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah, the backup phone. <laughs> it's, there's a phone behind the phone I was yeah. looking at. <laughs> and it ruined the joke. No, it, no, no, no. Trust okay. me, we're not even close to starting on this oh, yet. Okay. Okay. So to, to set the stage, Adam Sandler is an 86-year-old woman. So I do have this really <laughs> terrible thing. So anytime you're over the age of 65 and you piss me off, you become Adam Sandler. I'm okay. just going to let you know that is a natural <laughs> inclination of mine. And he's getting close to 65 himself. He's really there. So... <laughs> <laughs> So we, we go, well, we go, ma'am, we're sold out. And she goes, she got very angry. Here's what we'll do, lady. Uh, outside of the bar, there's this outside seating, the outer area. We have some extra seats. We'll give you a chair. We won't even charge you. Well, how am I supposed to see the comedian? Well, ma'am, you just move your chair over a little bit. It'll be fine. No big deal. Well, how am I supposed to hear the comedian? 
Well, I was like, ma'am, there's there's a speaker right out here for you. And she's literally yelling at me like this. And I'm like, lady, don't you recognize me from the cover of the article that you freaking read? I'm not an employee here. Anyways. So finally, so she's following me around. I look at my boss and go, we need to get her a chair. We need to get her a chair and take care of this. So finally, I get her a high top chair, set her right by the stage. And I look at her and I go, ma'am, I got you a chair. It's going to be $20. Oh, bribery, is it? Uh, I was like. No, ma'am, that's that's the cost of a ticket. Uh, well, the doors are open. This is an outdoor show, ma'am. We, anyways. So finally, we get her into her chair. That doesn't last long because she instantly takes that high top chair and, in the middle of a pandemic, takes it to another table and sits down with them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she's in the front row now. If I'm going out, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what was happening because she was not wearing a mask. She was <laughs> oh, jeez. So I'm like, all right. So the show goes on. She's going through it for a little bit. And I'm like, okay. So about halfway through, I could tell she's done sitting in that high top chair. She doesn't want to sit in it anymore. So she goes out to the outer tables, puts her littler tables, and she goes and looks at the ceiling. Is this chair available? And they go, well, someone's sitting here, but this the seat, if you need it, is available. Yeah. Sits right down at the table. Like, doesn't even blink and just sits right down. And the lady goes, could you please take that chair and move six feet away from me? I was like, good for you for telling her that. Like, thanks for not making me. That being said, the old lady then takes that little chair and rolls it right up to the high top table. Okay? So now all I have is table, little old lady eyes, just right above it, just staring me down for the rest of the damn show. Now, at that point, do you decide to pick on her? I should have, but I was just oh. like, well, actually, somebody else made a worse comment, and I decided not to. <laughs> uh, so I told you guys about the average median age. Yeah. Uh, one of the comedians went in and goes, uh, opened up her set and goes, man, it's so great. To, I get to perform for all the golden girls at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and they all started looking around like, who are they talking about? <laughs> so I, I, as the host, will typically not pick on you unless you're being crummy i specifically wanted to ask that question because i've had friends who will not come to comedy shows with me because they're afraid they'll get picked on see that most comedians where do you when you're looking out into a crowd how do you know who's safe to pick on and who might just walk That's out a good on you question. so who are you gonna pick out? i will i'm willing to wait and to, to hear you uh, if, if you're you being chime in, then yeah, exa- is that an open invitation that's an open you? well I, when we went to see john mulaney oh you did i did Okay, we saw John Mulaney, and he works off the crowd, too, a little bit. And, yeah. He's awesome, something. too. He said something. Well, he, I, I ruined his joke a little. Oh, this ain't but it. it kind it's of not easy to ruin well. John Mulaney. Well, and, and <laughs> tell so, that story. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with certain venues or those who are listening. So the Comedy Works South, if you do dinner at Lucy up above, they'll put you in the first six rows. Okay. And so we do that, <clears throat> and it's a beautiful venue. Well, they put us in the first row this time. And so we're sitting there, and Mulaney even straight up came out and said, I'm going to work on some new jokes. And I think that might have been the only reason why I would have opened my mouth. Otherwise, I'm never going to say a thing. Yeah. But he started this new joke, and, and he was talking about the penguins of Madagascar and how that they something about it, and he didn't know they had done a movie. And I'm like, yo, they did a movie. And he's like, the, of, of just the penguins? We're like, yeah. He's like, really? <laughs> yeah, what's it called? And me and some lady behind me at the same time go, the Penguins mm. of Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, 
Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't ruin that. Joke. No, you, you helped, helped him out. <laughs> you really <laughs> saved his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I hope you're not recording. He was hilarious. Uh, he was one John of our Mulaney favorites. Is a G- John Mulaney is the kind of comedian that makes me think I could never, ever be yeah. funny ever again. That He's guy, one of our favorites. The way his brain works is just impressive mm-hmm. and intimidating all at the same time. <laughs> and he's stylish. Yeah. He's very stylish. That's true. Dude can dress. <laughs> Dude can dress. No, I mean he's he's got everything going for him. Like his ability to write wow. like jokes. His ability just... to write, his delivery, his friends. Yeah, oh yeah. Nick he's Roll. got, yeah. He's got like, the entire yeah. might of Hollywood behind him yeah. and everything he does. That is 100 percent true. And he has earned it. He has yeah. earned it. He has. He's young too. Oh, he's like 30 some now. But That's yeah, he's young. been. He just he's looks been, young. The older I get, the older I get. Yeah. I don't look like I've been doing anything for 28 years. I look like I was sitting in a chair back there eating saltine crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked out here. That's one of his bits. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Um, well, and I was. There was. We're drinking, and I totally had a brain fart. But I was, I was going to chase that with, like, well, he's really great. And everything that he does, especially with like his work and, and like Big Mouth is great. How else can you take <laughs> And he has a lot like of what, you're right. Like between him and Nick Cole, there, and like you took and puberty comedians. and just like touched everyone. Yeah. In a, in a literally all sorts of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly himself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what puberty's all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <In> his hands. <laughs> That show is is kind of like an epic little. I mean, there's I've never been one for animation, but that's one of those ones where I watch it and and I never could. And this is where like Matt's big on The Simpsons, and I wish that I was at the same also time. Also dead. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Died all right. After season sixteen, I'd it's say. Perfect. <laughs> that, at the season after the movie, it was all yes. done and over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, in the, the category of should have died long ago. Yep. Oh, well, and that was kind of some of Mike Judge's stuff with like Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. But there was some there was some really genius work in some of it. And that was more my style. But then now, like Bob's King Burgers. King of the Hill stole a lot of early Simpsons writers. So there's not a it's not a that coincidence that you like that show okay. and yep. the Simpsons. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it definitely Mike does. Judge is a very gr- uh, he's hilarious. Yes. Mike Judge is amazing. And, and a lot of people believe that. Hey, Silicon Valley is great. That commercial with the. Oh, it's not oh, Simpsons. Beavis and Butthead. Sorry. Idiocracy is still one of my favorite comedy movies. Like, just it's as no a concept. Longer, it's no longer a comedy. It's more of a documentary. Yeah, yeah, it was 2020 in the year. <laughs> no, Office Space is great. All these are still quotable. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Office Space still. Well, one even that, what's ever. that new commercial that's coming out with Beavis and Butthead oh, that it gets was a, us it was laughing? A, it was a and we're Paramount, like, here, Beavis so and Butthead is kind of There's old, a commercial for the Paramount streaming service that's yeah. about to come available or whatever. <sighs> Another fucking streaming yeah. service. It, it, exactly, and it's Paramount, and God knows what they own. And we're going to all find out once they drop their service because they're going to end I up... Shit, I think they have the movie The Money Pit. Doing which, means, <laughs> which means I'm going to have to subscribe. <laughs> Oh, man, that's good stuff. It, this commercial, the, one of the actors or actresses from one of the other big shows says, we can't make it across. The crack is too big. And all of a sudden... Beavis and Butthead are behind. Beavis like, and Butthead uh, <laughs> So the whole commercial is like, crack. And like, it's and so then, funny. I'm like, oh, my God. And then like Doug Cower or whatever, Bill Cower, the football coach or whatever, he's got his headset on. He looks at him like, what the F? And then the survivor <laughs> guy is like... He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snooky's like, what? 
so it's like they got all these characters and, and names that you know, and, the, and Beavis and Butter are like, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it's it so just funny brings back that like, nostalgia oh of of kind of our where our comedy grew up and matured because yeah. that's kind well, of where we're oh, just compounding the assertion that Gen X is the best generation ever. Yeah, we're fucking um, funny because man. everything <laughs> <laughs> everything we created is now coming back to rescue this shitty millennial generation. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> gotta take a little offense to that. <laughs> oh man, you're borderline. I no, I am an official millennial. I'm within the boundaries. Ah, so well, and our I am so happy not to be one. <laughs> it, yeah. It's oh, sorry. Yeah, it, I don't even understand the language my coworkers speak. Most of the time. <laughs> well, here's the problem is I'm now dealing with the younger other than the Xennials is who I work with now. So that's interesting. Oh, really? so I can't, I'm very struggling to keep up with them. My son's a Gen Z and he's still coming to grips with what the hell that means. So am I. He's just yeah. gonna say he's so aware am that I, man. he's aware that he's been labeled and I rejected the whole labeling thing Same. in high school. Same. I did too. Uh, yeah, so he, like he's aware that he's being labeled as something and trying to conv- compare himself to me, which he calls a boomer. Oh. Oh. No, 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 no. I have to keep on correcting him that your grandparents are boomers. I'm, right. I'm, I'm X, which is the best. Um, yep. But I didn't I've, always think that. Time had to if tell. If it makes you feel better, my <laughs> almost 19-year-old daughter has kind of done the same thing. Like, she's... Not called me boomer, but she's kind of like corrected herself and been like, <laughs> I mean, grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. But there's that thing when you're a kid, yeah. it's like everybody's either 40 or they're 110. Yep. Or in Sora's words, old people. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There, no, yeah. yeah. There is nothing. And I just told my son, because doing the Dead Comedians last week, I read one of the quotes. I can't remember who did this one, but it was he, the quote is, Old age is always 15 years from now. <laughs> so no, yeah. matter, no matter how old you are, and I just t- tell my son that, like, whatever you consider old is 15 years from where you are right now. And so I'm like, well, that's I could see that being like a for Rodney me. Dangerfield kind of thing. It could be. Yeah. It could be a Marx. It could be a, a whole bunch oh, of people yeah. I researched. But he was like 28. 28 doesn't seem old to me. I'm like, well, 58 seems old to me. Yeah. But when I'm 58, it won't. Yeah. Right, because I don't so want to be old. That's really true. Even when I'm 50, 58 is going to be like mm-hmm. young 58. What's wrong with that? Right. No, uh, again, I uh, I have a 22 year old coworker, and we're like talking about Bill Murray, and she had no idea who Bill Murray was. Oh, oh my god, god. the guy's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's all good things. And I was just like, and I was just Steve Martin. I see are like still that current that was in generations even before me. Yep. See, and like, yeah, yes, my appreciation 40s, for so Bill like Murray is back. the exact same appreciation that Zombieland has for Bill Murray. Yes, like I, yeah. my, I that's I, true. I mean, my, my Bill Murray appreciation is no different than how they appreciate Bill Murray. My immediate very, reaction to her would be, "Do you know Jim Carrey? Because he's Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey." See, yes. I don't think she know who Jim Carrey was either. Oh, oh. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how I explained it? Bill Bill Murray was Garfield. That's how oh, I got. Yeah, of course, that's one of the jokes. <laughs> in like, yeah, I know it yeah, was. I was yeah. just like Garfield. Oh, he did the voice of Garfield. I was like, oh god. I mean, Jim Carrey's almost sixty. Yeah, he's pretty close too now. Yeah. But Jim Carrey's a guy who was hilarious and then tried to be dramatic. Bill Murray, same thing, same story, but ahead I of love Jim Carrey. Them both. Yeah, true, very true. <laughs> very that's not the perspective I would have thought about it, but that's exactly pers- it. That's true. They both broke out of that box they didn't want to be in because nope. Bill Murray made his fame as a comedian, but decided he was more than a one-dimensional person, just like Jim Carrey, and 
fucking did it. Do you, you think know? acting and being involved in those kind of movies makes you think, oh, well, I could do more than that and want to step out of that comedy realm? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like Robin Steve Williams Martin. did that too. I think anytime we're trying to be labeled, we re- resist it. Just like I did as Gen X. When I was called a Gen X in ninth grade, I was like, fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> right. Because they're trying to tell me my older brother, seven years older than me, is the same as me. And I'm like, fuck, the guy who beat me up most of my life and then left? No, he's not the same <laughs> right. as me. But now I'm like, okay, fucking call me Gen X because I have something to compare it to. But if you try to label me, I'm going to reject it. I'm going to try to do something outside that box. And I think that's exactly what comedians do as well as dramatic actors. 100%. Oh, yeah. Shit, even Adam Sandler did it. Punch, punch Drunk Love. Yeah, oh, he's on a few. Uh, Spank. Spanglish was good. Uh, even the wedding singer one. wasn't a pure comedy. That was a great romantic yeah, yeah, comedy. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was a rom com. Yeah, it was a rom com. But no. it was as romantic as it was funny. No, yeah. and I, I think every comedian doesn't want to just stay being a comedian. And like, they have I, other talents, like Steve Martin's a musician. Yeah, and I don't think people appreciate and that. He'll Moranis, actually right? yeah. Yeah. He'll yeah. play in festivals. In a short go, stories. Like, yeah. The Tully Ride in Colorado, the Blue. The bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Steve Martin will perform there. He's yep. one of the headlines. Yep, and yeah. he, he won't tell a joke. He won't. He's <laughs> yeah. just going to go up and play. play the banjo. Yeah. yeah. Without yeah. an arrow in his head. Yep. And, and oh wait, <laughs> for young kids. <laughs> and Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> when he was a wild and crazy. But to take that point, to take that point even further, Quentin Tarantino is like, don't fucking define me because I'll do a western oh. on your yeah. ass, and then I'll do a fucking Japanese yakuza crime fucking thing. Like you can't piss me down. He takes. Yeah. He likes to go to the extreme. And push it. Yeah, That's the only thing is, is you're gonna get a whole lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he'll he'll admit that. Not only the head pop off, but it'll explode. <laughs> yeah. and it'll land That's on the everybody. only thing he'll let you say about him for sure. But he's like, I don't know, I'm not gonna do like the same kind of movie every time. I'll do whatever I want. And he's one of the inspirations in my head because I heard an interview with Chris Hardwick that he did, and he's like, I don't know what's next, but I trust myself to know it when I find it. And I'm like, that's a great way to live your life. Right. He has the confidence to know like. Okay, last one was a western. Maybe the next one will be—I don't know. It turned well, out to be another western. Westerns in exactly, a row. it could be a western yeah. again. Yeah. It turned out to be another western but because they were it was both fucking great. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it was right before. And they were two totally angry, different westerns. Eight angry men or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, I, I don't know what I'm doing next because he puts. First of all, he invests 100 percent into what he's doing now. Right. Then he takes a break and he's like, he just waits for that inspiration. I think that's a great way to live your life. Absolutely. That's how a winner does it. You know, you trust yourself. Right, kind of like Daniel Day like Lewis. I've only done ooh. six movies in he 20 years. He has done but many, many. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and someone I'm said that. He's done way more than that. <laughs> I love Daniel. He's just retired now. Yes. No, he's great. I mean, it, it's awesome that you can have that kind of passion. I go back to, honestly, Kevin Smith were, were, for me on that oh, one. Oh, Kevin and Smith. Everyone tried to pigeonhole him as certain things. True. And he said, hey, guess what? I'm going to go make this fucked well, up horror movie, and then no one's going to watch, and I don't care. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that dude defined Jet X. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He right? absolutely did. Like, and then I'm going to bank it big on Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> but then he announced, you know what? Movies too. are done. I'm doing podcasts from now on. He did. And, he, he's, and look what we're doing now. Exactly. No, and like, I mean, Kevin Smith has always kind of been genius, though, even from the Clerks days. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you look at kind of what he's done, he's been that relevantly smart, funny dude in movies that never yeah. really got totally sold out or corporate. Mm-hmm. Even when he did kind of, I mean, Mallrats and some of the other ones were big. Even Jay and Silent Bob at one point, they got a big budget for but it. Was, hold on, that was only $20 million for the whole movie, by com- the way, for the budget. Right, right. <laughs> like, Compared to Clerks. Y- yeah. But, well, I think yeah. his biggest movie must have been the, uh, 
what was the religious one with Chris Rock? Oh, Dogma. 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 Oh, that was a good one. Just because, just because he got Chris Rock, one. I'm like, that must have broke his budget. That's where Sama Hyde I mean, won me over. Yeah. Sama yeah. Hyde was oh. in that? If I yes. Yes. Yeah. She was oh, she, the devil. She's the mute. No, she's the or, muse. Or muse. She's the muse. She's the one, if I had to be with a woman, she'd be my choice from that movie. Yeah, from at that point in time, she was absolutely the most beautiful woman in the world. She still is gorgeous. I haven't seen her lately. I haven't seen her since 30 Rock. What was the Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, uh, Hitman's, Hitman's Bodyguard. Yes. She was the wife in that. And yes, got the she new was. One. She, she was, was going to make a new one. They're going to yes. call it. That's like the Hitman's Bodyguard. Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. it's well, going to be so awesome. Good. See, and she looked great. She was great in that too. I loved. I don't know. I like that movie. wasn't great, but it was dumb wow. enough that it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, like when it comes dumb to enough. when it comes to Salma Hayek, the scene with her in Fools Rush in with Matthew Perry, yeah. where she's in the lake in a tube, like with belly exposed, like that's what I picture when I picture Salma Hayek. Like, I just see her Even belly. Your wife is <laughs> <laughs> your wife is groaning over there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think she's gorgeous. That's why I was like, she won me over in that movie. I'm like, she's not a comedian. But but. <laughs> well, even actors no, are comedians. Look at Neil Patrick like... Harris. We talked about him a little bit. Yeah. Even though he's a more of a comedic actor, he's funny, and he even does like well, hosting. Define. And he's I mean, funny. if you want to define oh, comedian, he's a comedian. Yeah. Someone who makes you laugh, right? I he mean, totally yeah, yeah. Do you does. have to be a stand-up to you, be a yeah, comedian? No. Stand-up is its own yeah. thing. Being a stand-up is stand-up. You don't have to do it's that. It's a sickness, or some stand-ups yeah, will tell yeah, you. Yeah, 100% <laughs> is. Absolutely it is. <laughs> it, it literally, it, you're chasing the blue dragon at all the time, right. and you're just you're just like, I'm waiting for that next hit. I, like, think, uh, <laughs> I think it was one of the local guys, Adam Caden Holland or Ben Roy or Andrew Overdahl, on their podcast that said, uh, people who tried stand-up comedian comedy and then gotten out of it or as we call the lucky ones <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh i'll never forget the, the first night i tried it i was like damn it i got laughter <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man i gotta do this again <laughs> like, uh, it, it was literally what i was hoping to bomb i hoped to not hear anything and i was like oh no there's laughter i have to keep trying this out maybe like i'm addicted i'm addicted i was like and it is like it's hard not to not love that moment, like being in a live audience. It is terrifying the first day. And trust me, oh, every imagine. time I grab a microphone, I'm terrified right before I grab it, like because it can go bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Since I was a kid, I always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live, and I've always in my head had skits and do whatever. But then I'm super shy, so like if it ever presents, I'm like, okay. That's why four beers in is good because they got drinks, and I'll tell you anything. Because yeah. well, when for Tammy me, it's the other way around. <laughs> I've got theater background. I know I'm not as funny as I'd like to be, but I want to be a part of right. bringing those skits and that that comedy and delivering that line. Like, I know my place, yeah. But I also want to be a part of it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I come from, and and that's where I've been with comedy and and theater. Yeah, for a long time, and I think that's why I keep pushing podcasts and doing things and all that kind of good stuff. And and we're gonna refill. So hold on one second. Yeah, I know we got breaks. <laughs> breaks up. We should do the next one about chicks. Chicks find hot. <laughs> I could talk about that for a couple hours. <laughs> Wait, what we find out? That would be us talking and you guys just listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of questions. <laughs> how, how far are you going to go? If I could produce Selma Hayek right now, how far, how far would you take this? <laughs> well, little do you know, Selma, come on out. <laughs> Tammy, this is your life. Well, humor to me is huge. I've always, and obviously I'll bring Some up my favorite comedian. Funny. I haven't brought him up yet. 
Which is shocking. You gotta guess. You gotta know right now who's my favorite. Jack Black. Love Jack Black. Love Jack Black. She I'm is obsessed with sexually that. attracted to Jack Black. <laughs> not many women can say that. It's not about to me. <laughs> she thinks sexy. about it for a second. <laughs> he's, he's Wait a minute. No, he's she's not said, as hot as this guy. <laughs> you told me that comedy makes a guy hot. It, it totally does. does. And then they're also bringing you a picture. Oh wow. They just wanted to, you know. Pad the bill. Oh, thank you. Got so it. Well, I asked. I said, you know, what's for Brendan? What he wants? And I dropped the picture off, and they poured one. I said, oh no, I think they want a whole picture. Yeah, there's three of us drinking the same yeah. thing. So it's coming up, guys. Thank well, you. thank you. What is your name? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. I'm Tammy. Tammy. Yes. I'm Brendan. Tammy, I'm Matt. Brendan. Matt. Matt. Ryan. Ryan, I'll do my damnedest, guys. You're good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He'll be here. I'm here every Thursday because that's my day to come here, but. And I'm I here pretty much. I work down the road on Thursdays, but maybe I'll come and have a beer with Tammy. Well, there you go. That's all right. Yes, you should. Who's the one with the UNC shirt? She's pretty cute. Bella. Bella, what is she new? To, are you still seeing Kinda. Bella? Kind of. Okay, good. Do you, um, I wanted to talk to you so bad about it, but I don't know when I should or should. <laughs> All right, so we are all refilled, and we were talking about <laughs> something that uh, I didn't even think we, sh- we could touch on because it really didn't occur to me, but, Matt, you were just talking about Maybe some comedic writers, yeah. That uh, maybe we have known or heard of, and some that maybe we haven't. But uh, I mean, it, it, you were kind of talking about maybe that's where you would like to be as far as a yeah, comedian. Yeah, because we're all kind of talking about our ideal position in the world, and I'm not the kind of guy who's comfortable on stage. Who is? Yes, I think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't need to be the one getting those laughs. I, I would love to be like on the sides watching those laughs being got. Is that where but you also feel collaborating. the satisfaction? Like I feel the satisfaction with working with funny people. I feel okay, I, I get a lot there. of gratification out of just being around people who I think are hilarious. But the guy Harris Whittles is is a huge name in comedy who unfortunately killed himself, and he was I think the head writer on Arts and Rec. But when he took his life. Pretty much every comedian you know and love right now came out and said he's the reason like everything was so funny. Hmm. Like he's he was gigantic behind the scenes. And, and most people don't think that there are writers. Like I mean, yeah. Tim mentioned earlier about wanting to be on SNL, and SNL, which is mostly writers. The SNL comedians don't write it. A lot typically. of writers. Everybody, like Conan oh, O'Brien yeah. is one. Conan O'Brien was right. one of the head writers of SNL yeah. before mm-hmm. he got his own show, and that mm-hmm. led to his own show. But he also was a writer on The Simpsons. Yep. He's he's mm-hmm. one of the funniest people on this earth right now, in my opinion. And that's just listening to his podcast. He will just riff and vamp and. No matter what anyone says, he's got something funny to say about it. Yes. Conan O'Brien's hilarious. He never stops. I've had a growing appreciation for Conan over the years. But in addition, he's very my style in in the self-deprecating humor. Yes. (laughs) And I am very self-deprecating to the point that it's like off-putting to women. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had a producer go, please stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I had an Uh, ex-wife that did that. (laughs) uh, I I had a joke that I would end. I, I loved it because it was very negative on me but I liked how I set it up to that point yeah. and he goes you can't be like that I can't have you be ending the show like that anymore don't ever do that again 
I went, really? Yeah. I, like, I, I still do the joke. I just don't end with the joke anymore. <laughs> now it's an opener. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's, mm. I was going to say, it's mm. my second to closer now, right? <laughs> I'll make it second to last. <laughs> I bumped it. <laughs> I bumped it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Drew Carey show was one of my favorites yes. as a teenager oh, because man. he was so self-deprecating. It was all about him being fat and unattractive to women. <laughs> his friends and would make fun of him. To yes. It. yes, exactly. Yes. His yes. friends would make fun of him. And then Married with Children, a huge show of my youth. But Amanda Burse was the one who played Marcy Darcy, and she was a writer who would often write, I, I think, maybe a producer. But I had heard one time that she was responsible for a lot of the jokes Shit, that Al attention. made at yeah, her. I didn't, I didn't know, know that about her, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, she's in the credits, but I'm sure that Al made a lot of jokes at her that she had Probably. a hand in writing. And I'm like, that, that is so brave right there. Just to, to take, and, and also having self-esteem issues my whole life, that takes a lot of ammo away from people who would bully yes. you. Well, I think that's comedians do in general. That's yep. what we take yeah. our insecurities because... I was a class clown in high school, and that's what I was known for. I wasn't the class clown, but I could make my, the people I feared the most, I could generally make mm-hmm. laugh, because mm-hmm. then they'd leave me alone. Yep. Right. And all I wanted to be was invisible in high school, mm-hmm. which right. I succeeded at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if shit got, like, uncomfortable. Here, I was a drama club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's what we do. We take our insecurities, and, like, yeah. for teenagers and for women, I was heavier in high school, so, like, I would take my weight as jokes and, like, I never got picked on for it, so I never got like isolated for that because I turned it around and people loved me because I was funny. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel bad because then you hear kids that get picked on. I'm like, I never did. You're for just it. not funny. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pick on yourself before it, they picked on you. That exactly. was the trick. It's a, it's it's a, a game. Yeah, right. Self defense mechanism. It like we're is. we're protecting right. ourselves from you getting into that layer. Uh-huh. No, like a hundred percent. That's absolutely where all of mine has come from. Like, mm-hmm. like, look, I know I'm ugly. You don't want to fuck me. Wait, do you? I know? <laughs> <laughs> we're not ugly. It's like, who's, the, <laughs> who's the best looking comedian? Dane Cook. And we responded. We, oh, we ripped him a hole. Last yeah. week we realized he's shit. Although right? women comedians like Sarah Silverman, I think she's pretty hot. Uh, Amy Schumer. I was just going to say I Amy, love Amy Schumer, Schumer, Schumer because she's got that shock, and she can say stuff that Liza a lot of people can't. Yeah. Like she'll say some stuff that's a little sketchy, and like, ooh, she just said that. Oh, she pushes some. And lines. she puts, yeah. Yeah. well, and she puts her insecurities. I think she's gorgeous, though, so I don't. See Eliza that Schlesinger. Part. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think Amy. Oh my Schumer God! Yes, she's gorgeous. Well, um, but Kristen Shaw would be one for you. Kristen Shaw, I would marry right now yeah. if she would let me, because because. <laughs> <laughs> Being that funny is just immed- immensely turn- turns me it on. It is like, turning yes. turn on. And, like, and we always talk, and I did on our little break, like I'm a huge Jack Buck fan. But Kristen Shaw also so. is very self-deprecating. If, in her stand-up, if you see, there's this one stand-up, but I can't find it anymore because it's behind a paywall now. But I, oh, no. I've seen it before where she's doing a, a half-hour special, and in the middle of it, like she proposes to her boyfriend in the audience, and he dumps her in the <laughs> middle of the show. <laughs> and real? it's a whole bit. But oh, he dumps her in the middle of the show, and she's got to go through the rest of the special. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Just been dumped. <laughs> I'm like, that level of self-deprecation and, f- and hilarity it makes me want to marry her right now. See, I see. You know, because I see you as you're very intellectual, and I feel like you're very smart with your comic, whatever you're creating for Matt. 
So Tina Fey, I, I, I actually see you somewhere. Because Tina, Tina Fey, Fey I feel like the same thing. Like, I think she's yeah, super she's intelligent. Not yeah. She's <laughs> funny and she's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and and like, oh, Liz Lemon got dumped on all the time. Yeah. Oh, and that was oh all her God. writing on that yeah. shit. Like, it was all her writing <laughs> yeah. herself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Mean Girls. <laughs> Yeah, no, Tina Fey is beautiful, absolutely, and, yep. and all the more attractive because she's funny. Yep. But she's really busy, according to her credit card commercials. I'm not sure when she'd have time to, to cook me dinner. I, <laughs> I want food and sex. Do you have time for that? <laughs> I well, worry about that <laughs> a lot. That's a, that's a need of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Amy well. Schumer's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they, she it's does have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But oh. Sarah Silverman's not that self-deprecating. Like she knows how attractive she is, right? Her whole thing is being kind of a child. A yeah, it's kind more, of the, yeah. the man child, the woman child. She's yeah. like the Woody Boyd. The she's hmm. the woman child who's obsessed with white poo and why it's not poo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Woody Boyd. I like that. That was good. Yeah. And I didn't super. I wanted to like her so much. That's kind of how I feel. And I never really clicked with Sarah Silverman. I can respect her success, but I just didn't find her yeah. my kind of comedy. I'm kind of like that with her. I yeah. like her. I hear her, but she's not someone that. But you you said she was on your list, or are you? She doing was that on my for list like for females. Women? Oh, for females. Mm -hmm. Well, who else is on your list? Well, Amy Schumer. I actually is one of my favorites. Right. Nice. There you go. Ali yeah. Wong. It's yeah, it's really good. Oh. Ali Wong is amazing <laughs> as far as female comedians. Who did we go see in Denver? I can't think of her name. <laughs> Kathleen Madigan. Yes. She's yes. Oh, Friday St. Louis. Yes. She was really good. <laughs> yeah, no, she's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I, li I like Kathleen Madigan. As much as I'm not a huge Joan Rivers fan, although she's passed. Yeah, we so talked she's about her last current, time, so. but she was amazing. But she really she is good. an icon and for future... Female. Betty White. Life. Look at Betty White. Yeah. Oh my God. Current 90, what 90, is she? 99, 99, yeah. And she's she amazing. Um, who is the one who does the impression of her mom? Um, she's old school. She's been around for a long time. Um, she, she's from Duluth, Minnesota, and like the, her whole bit oh. is about being oh. from Duluth, and, and she does her mom all the time. Um, Maria Bamford? Yes, Bamford. Yes. Bamford. It was Bamford. Oh. Right? I didn't even know for the longest time, but oh, now I she's gay. I love Maria Bamford, gay, but too. I didn't, yeah. Is she? Had, yeah. Oh, what? No oh, idea. she recently came out of that. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I had no I, idea, but I she I had is, no idea which way either, but she's, recently, yeah. she's, yeah. Okay. She's been a favorite of mine since I, I was young. I love Bamford. But right before the COVID bit, she started making some appearances on some, like, game shows on Comedy Central and stuff. Okay. <laughs> so she's, you got to know her a little bit more. Yeah. Because she always had that, <laughs> like she had that person. Yeah. yeah, her voice was her bit, and uh -huh. then you started to see That's her a little about bit the more. Delivery, yeah. And that voice is still there, and she hates it. <laughs> well, she used but her delivery. Yeah, she, she she's the one who used her assets to her full advantage. hundred percent. But then she yeah. chopped her hair too, and it's like, oh, you're not Ellen. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Ellen, actually, Ellen was yeah. great. Up Ellen, I loved she, Ellen. If you as a go she back to her stand-up, stand yeah. she was hilarious. And she Paula is Poundstone so funny. too. I, I oh, was, was Paula. A Paula I oh, so about we're talking her. female. Uh, 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 what's his face? Uh, Cosby. So that's what we're doing. All right, I see. What <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, 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 like, she's what done things to ch kids oh and God, stuff. Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. She, I didn't know that. She's currently on NPR. So what is she? Yeah, she got a Poundstone got busted for a few. But things. she's currently working. So how it could was it what? legit? I don't know. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so, a good, she's a regular on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me on NPR. I 
Okay. I, I look, man. This I gotta is, look into that. Yeah, this is this is early, this is wow. early thousands. Like, yeah, things like even uh, wow. Family Guy did a whole thing about it on their thing. But like, and you kids, <laughs> come back with me. <laughs> like, That's funny. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't either. I gotta look into that. Me too. Yeah. Subtle jokes. I, I just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just consider like the ultimate cat lady. <laughs> yeah. She's always talking about how many cats she has. But even when she was in her thirties, yeah. she was the cat lady. Yeah, but I also took that. <laughs> As a metaphor for her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but she wore a necktie and a sport coat to. Yeah. to but yeah. she's, as far as I know, asexual. I mean, I don't know that she's straight or. or yeah, gay. Oh, man. She's oh, just God. been the cat lady. You don't care. <laughs> I oh. guess. Pedophile? Well, I don't. Uh, I'm, I, not, I'm, I not gonna, I'm not okay. going to say that. I'm not going to okay. say that because I, I don't have the exact. You're like, facts, I'm not so. laboring. Right. I'm <laughs> just saying. Okay, let's look. <laughs> but she likes kids. That's <laughs> 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 all I'm saying. <laughs> she likes their skin tone. <laughs> I feel like NPR would have vetted that. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some legends going on that are not not founded. Next we'll up, hosting on that. the Michael Jackson Hour, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can dance. <laughs> well, that's interesting because All's you forgiven. hear more males with that. So coming it's to you live from Neverland Ranch, right? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. Yeah. What's the one with the Judy Tenuta with the fucking accordion? Oh, Judy. I used to listen her to her. Her voice would drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her whole thing was being <laughs> terrible. That was her, her bit was being horrible at comedy. Uh, I can respect that. <laughs> We may be getting too far back. You're, I was going to say, confused. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I, I'm fairly a wall of my comedy, at least. I'm old there. We've confused uh, the millennial. <laughs> we have to bring up Jim Gaffigan. Oh, I love Gaffigan. Oh, I yeah. think he's amazing. Oh, but self-deprecation, yeah. yeah. All, all well, about being fat. Well and, his <laughs> wife, well, and his wife helps him write his jokes. Well, yeah, his his and, he, and he gives her a lot of credit. Yeah, he openly yeah. admits. How she, yeah, yeah. She's, she is his writing partner. He's got like 100 kids. Five kids, yeah. No, I think. Oh, I think he's got. I think he's got more than that. They they might not be on the same. His camping bit makes me laugh because I love camping. Oh, I don't know his camping bit. Oh, Oh, he he makes fun of it. He wants no part of it whatsoever. And and we're like, we love camping, and he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) The best camping bit I've ever heard, and I don't know who did it, but it's like. (laughs) You know, I bought the tent, the sleeping bag, the food. It costs a lot to pretend to be homeless. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was him, but it's pretty much no. him. I was told he's the same way. Like I was told that bit by my my brother-in-law, so it was a country guy. Okay, <laughs> it was one, yeah. of the, like, one of the blue-collar guys, for one sure. One of the, like, yeah. the Ron Whites. Yeah. Or the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he was in. He was performing. I'm in. I grew up near Buffalo, New York, and he was in Rochester performing. And he talks about the garbage plate with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> so you Google that. That's the hilarious. Garbage plate. Garbage plate. Well, because it's pretty pa- much a heart attack on a plate. You yeah. just put shit on it, and you pile gravy on okay. top, and you hand it over. Because Pat, <laughs> Pat Oswalt has the bit about the failure bowls from KFC. Ah, <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. Oh, the f- I wouldn't have thought about. I never it, heard of those. Right. No, hundred percent, he's right. Failure bowl. <laughs> Let's try to catch up with Taco Bell. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's oh, talk yeah. some some blue comedy. Okay. Uh, I saw Ron White. 
Oh yeah. Here in Loveland, and it was it was great. But he did do some of the stuff I knew, the tater salad stuff that I knew. Okay. Okay. But it wasn't as egregious as the Amazing Jonathan, who literally, as soon as I moved to Vegas, I saw the Amazing Jonathan <laughs> at the Sahara. Uh, oh no, we got, we were and, off off the strip. <laughs> okay. 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 But he started the show by saying, "I'm going to try some new stuff because uh, I got a special coming." Yes. I literally could have stood next to him and recited the entire act. It was the Comedy Central routine it, fifth, to a T. Fifty of the oh. sixty minutes, I knew every joke. Yes. Every so okay. So amazing, Jonathan. So I've been on stage with amazing Jonathan oh, really? before. I, um, back in the day, he was at a fair in New Mexico. Like a, he should the, in be New at Mexico. the fair circuit by now. Well, this is in New Mexico <laughs> back in like 1998. He should be in the worst state <laughs> fair section by now. 22 years later. <laughs> um, and he helped. I helped him do a little bird bit and things. And like, and I've seen all he this. Smashed the bird. Exactly. Yeah, I've and seen I, that it, bit. It was cool and being on stage and holding the bird. And it was yeah. it was cool. Um, but that being said, we went for uh, our honeymoon and we paid to see him. And yes. Every single thing, <laughs> I was like, "Dude, he on me. like, he on well, me. he picked on all of us, but that's all it was. There was only like fifteen people in the whole like place. Uh, it was a sellout at Sahara. Oh, this is years. Uh, this is this is this, this was, was during the. Vegas. So this, like, this, this, this was two thousand six when I moved to Vegas. Was this two thousand six? He had a residency in Vegas. Twenty twelve. So six oh, yeah. years later, yeah. He had a residency in Vegas in two thousand six, and I. It was the first show I saw in Vegas. Do you know who still plan. has a residency in Vegas who I used to actually drink beers with like we are right now in Orlando? Who? <laughs> 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 Carrot Top. Oh, uh, I what's believe his that. Name? Oh, Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Name? What's I don't know his real name. Oh, he would drink okay. at the ale house with us at table, just like this. <laughs> He's a prop yeah. guy. And, and it was I had him photobomb me one time. Really? <laughs> yeah. He would just oh, he would, so at the ale house in Orlando <laughs> on just random nights when he was feeling it. He would come in. He would sit with us, have drinks. There was a few of us regulars, but then depending on like if it was a Friday or, or Saturday night, he'd be like, "Hold up," and he'd go grab he a microphone start. and he would do a thirty-minute set. And then come back and sit and drink with Did us. Did he have bits? Did he yeah, have like, props? Yeah, yeah he, had, he had props. He had props? Not many, though. Okay. This was before he really fully went all prop. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the, and, the tween time. This was the well, tween he, he was still skinny. Yes. He didn't have he the tattooed skinny. on makeup. <laughs> he, he, I was just going to say he was skinny and he didn't have on makeup. The yep. tattooed oh. makeup. This was, oh. this was the, the carrot top that like I knew. Weirdly, I feel like I kind of oddly grew up with the dude because three out of like my five nights... I spent time with the guy. Yeah. Just drinking, <laughs> and then he'd go do a set that nobody would pay attention or laugh at. <laughs> and, and then it, to hear he got a job in Vegas being a resident doing it, it's like, you guys should have seen him in Orlando. Because <laughs> yeah. he was literally throwing everything he had at the wall. Well, I used but to. But he yeah. can at that point. Like Tammy said, though, like, that's actually the best thing for him. He, of that 30 minutes, maybe five was usable, but that's five usable yeah, minutes. True. Now. True, and out of that thirty minutes, those five that were usable were the five minutes that actually people stopped talking to somebody and was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Exactly. And then he and he was smart enough to actually like pick up that shit. You pay attention to that, okay? And, that's the one where they were paying attention. And now. it was kind of funny to like I didn't appreciate it the way I do now, and this is probably the first time I've talked this much carrot tops. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, or anybody anyone's. else. <laughs> yeah. A lot of True. people might not know him because he's yeah. not current. Really, he is. He's he really isn't. not mainstream. At right. All. No, right. No. no. And it kind of like we thought he was washed up then. 
oh yeah, I remember watching his movies in the nineties. Like I was like, all right, good luck. We thought this was his his spiral downwards. Well, when 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 Caratop's chairman of the board came out, (laughs) yes, yes. But then, at the time, I used to watch Conan O'Brien every night before bed, and Weird Al Yankovic came on and oh, said... Oh, Weird Al. I and he came him. on and said, he was talking about Caratops, chairman of the board, spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Weird Al Yankovic dunking on Caratops. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Weird Al was the good one, too. Well, Weird Al was phenomenal, and Caratop was the butt of a lot of jokes for probably the good part of the end of the 90s and into, like, so I left... Orlando in 2006, which it was probably 2003 to six that I, w- I, I would see him at the Ale House. Yeah. So it was right around that time. And then I just didn't see him. And then two Smash years later, cut. all of a sudden, fuck, what the fuck? Smash cut but to me working for CBS in Las Vegas in 2000, I don't know, 10 or 11. Two, four years Covering later. a fire at a business adjacent to a, a gym. And I'm interviewing the PIO, the Public Information Officer, Scott Allison, from the fire department. And then, as he's talking to me, fucking Caratop walks out of the gym <laughs> and right through my shot. And that's the sound bite that gets used on the news, of course. <laughs> but he walks by and he's like, hey. And then, and then me and the fireman are like, hey. <laughs> so if you watch the news that night, fucking Caratop is walking through my shot. Fucking bodybuilder yeah, with yeah. Two makeup on. This was pre-muscles. <laughs> oh yeah. This was like now he's oh. all muscles and mascara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, I will. I I wasn't gonna go there, but it kind of happened just because you said that with the mascara bit. But this was also the time he was figuring out his sexuality. I didn't know he had one. It's he, he's gay. Okay, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I yeah. have. No, no. I just that know this matter. as someone who spent enough time with him on a personal drinking level to know that those days in the alehouse was also him figuring himself out. Well, that's yeah. great. Everyone's got to go through it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Good, man. I knew I was straight in first grade. Shout out to Jamie Brimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I know you you're know out there somewhere. Sexuality. You're out there somewhere. You're still stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the Thank seven you. listeners, and we appreciate you. Yeah, damn it. I know it's weird to have a crush on a six-year-old, but uh, <laughs> 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 keep in mind that I was also six. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool, guys. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Paula Poundstone. <laughs> that would have so been funny. a whole I'm new trajectory for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> now we know why you wanted to have comedy in your life. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. I couldn't help it. Back to Sarah Silverman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, before Amazing Jonathan, who was I talking about? God, sorry. I, I detracted <laughs> us on that one. No, because I, I mentioned Ron White. Yeah. Ron White also did like 50% tater salad. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I paid like 80 bucks for this ticket. Yeah. And I can literally recite most of the bits. And that shit was on TV. And that's where Patton Oswalt, again, once I record something, I never do it again. And I appreciate that. I will go to see Patton Oswalt anytime, confident that I'm going to hear all new stuff. Actually, Brendan's favorite's like that, too. Titus. Yeah, Titus. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he hasn't like, brought him up yet. Yeah. But we've seen him three times, and not, he won't use a joke again. No. Like, we, like, and he, and actually... He's got an intense, serious. I mean, he's even now, like I his mean, I don't mom know was many, an. In, 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 I mean, he's got some issues. Oh no, yeah, I oh, I have the box mom. set of the Titus uh, series. I have it all at home. So. Yeah, like oh, not okay. many people. I mean, unless realize you, his dad abused, his mom was like crazy. Yeah, 
Did she kill his dad? Like there no, was no, 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 no. His dad lived. Yep. But so, she all killed right, herself. Like, all right, that's what but I his, mean. No, he his, had his, an his dad, his dad passed away a he's handful an of years ago. But and like no, he's, he's been married a couple times. Twice. And, like and and the thing is, is that was part of like what he's been through. Like each time around, like you could each one of his CDs was a whole nother story. And then people forget he had a TV show briefly for a while. Three, oh, I three seasons. I watched it. I yeah. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. In fact, that's where I learned about Stacey Keach. And then I saw him in American History and X. X and I'm like, whoa. Oh, that's a good movie. Now that's all I can think of. About. Uh, the dad. Cheech and Chong, sorry. <laughs> the same Wait, he's the dad in that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. he's he's kind of the grand wizard in that. But same with Randy from My Name is Earl. I'm like, dude was a white supremacist. Ethan Supley, yeah. <laughs> Ethan yeah. Was, he oh. was singing like white supremacist anthems driving his van down the street in American <laughs> History X. I'm like, now he's Randy on My Name is Earl. Well, speaking <laughs> of which, too, see, have you seen yeah. him lately? And talk about another dude who got no. jacked. No. no. Just oh my jacked. God. Oh, he is ripped. Uh, Ethan no. Supley, he is just, he's huge right now. Like, really? He lost all that weight, and he is like a gym dude. He the one lo- that was the uh, the basketball, the guy. Or Check the, out my guns. Yeah. Well, the really huge guy. Well, he was, yeah, exactly. He was um, uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, yeah. He was he was the 3D poster guy in yeah. Mallrats. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, he, was. he was the 3D poster guy, and that's why Kevin Smith talked about him. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look at that dude. Ethan Supley. Oh, no. Ethan Supley, S-U-P-L-E-E-E, S-U-P-L-E-E. He yeah. has shot. American History X is um, one of my favorite movies because it's so intense just, and so oh crazy. God. Holy shit. I told you, that? dude. Look at that dude. Pecs for days. Yeah. Like, arms can uh, he use, He's like, well, I got it all. Let's oh use it. God, what? Yes, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I'm just going to keep uh, talking about Ethan Supley. Ethan Supley. He's gotten amazingly man? ripped. He yeah. looks good. Yeah. Damn. He's probably trying to change up some character things because he was always kind of the soft kind of character. Stupid. He yeah, was yeah. always stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I actually really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, God, it wasn't My Name is Earl, but the spinoff. Not really, but the other one from the show. The showrunner ran another show. What? I need to know Good all about this. Uh, Rudy Garcia ran another one. But all the characters from uh, My Name Is Earl would like end up playing bits and things. I gotta know about this. They even show. like talk about like then you know My Name Is Earl like ended on yes, that cliffhanger. Yes, on a fucking cliffhanger. They, Stupid shit. This new show uh, actually starts with the TV talking that, about that. Does that Darnell? Is it a Darnell? Darnell does line? show. No, Darnell does show up. He and he goes. That was the cliffhanger. Hey, Darnell's crab man. Or they, yeah. they literally bring him up in different things. So. It was Darnell's questionable past that was the cliffhanger in yes. the end of My Name is Earl. But as we talked about on the podcast before, Jason Lee had just bought a house in Hollywood when that show got canceled. Now he's fucking upside down in a house, in a yeah. mansion. And his show got canceled, and he was fucked. Well, it, honestly, a lot of that had to do with uh, being in the, uh, what church is that? Scientology. Scientology. Who is Jason Lee? Yes. He no. is not. Yes. Oh. No. Mr. Lee. He's uh, way too no. smart for that. Yeah, his girl came Point from there start. and things. Oh. Yeah. That's honestly why you don't see him in a lot of Kevin Smith stuff anymore. Like, that I was thought part... he just got too big for Kevin Smith. No. Plus, Kevin yeah. Smith went on podcasts. Yeah, all, his, all of uh, Jason Lee's squeakles have kept him from uh, being in any Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. God, no. if Dante can get in a sequel and Kevin Smith or uh, uh, Jason he, Lee doesn't. Well, well, Jason Lee was in the reboot. He did a great job in the reboot. I liked his thing in the reboot, but he hasn't been in anything other than that in almost 20 years. Oh, my God. So that's why Mallrats 2 ain't happening. It's, uh, <laughs> Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kirstie Alley now in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I wouldn't watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe Melania that. will do a cameo. You right? Yeah, it is. Jeez. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's. But yeah, that was a big thing. He was in Scientology pretty oh, hardcore no. in those years. Uh, during the damn it. Yeah. Well, Tom Cruise. I thought he was too smart for that. Yeah, but they, although but, it's all no, but he's impossible. He's different. If you listen to yeah, Leah Romini, Tom Cruise is different than. Like, if you listen to Leah Romini, Tom yeah, Cruise she's is an got, asset to Scientology. He's yes. the reason that his Scientology's name even gets brought. His up existence again. is not everybody else's existence, and he is the thing that makes Scientology relevant yep. and legitimate, and they protect him. With he's the, the Carl the Sagan Service. of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, he is a fucking treasure to them. Wasn't John Travolta? Is he in there? Not yes. anymore. Not I anymore. mean, he is, but he's not. He doesn't make him money. Isn't that I mean, why his if you ever watch uh, the movie Goldmember? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, or Goldfinger. Yeah, yeah. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. That, that's Wait, basically Tom Cruise. Goldfinger? Hmm. Uh, the, the Bond? Or no, the no, no, the Austin no, Powers no, one. No, no, I'm not even thinking of that. God or damn. the Bond one. No, I'm um, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. Why can't I think? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Sorry, I'm four beers yeah. in, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, and it gets more. <laughs> but both of you know that is the Scientology. That's Tom Cruise right there. That they are making a Tom Cruise movie. Like, yeah, oh, look that at our was action. The brain head. Yep. Or mind head. Mind head. Mind head. But now no, that, it makes sense. But isn't isn't Scientology why John Travolta's son died because he wasn't allowed Kinda to get a partially, medical? Yeah. Medical? Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty intense seizure disorder. But they wouldn't let him get medical get help. Medical but he help. wouldn't. Yeah, mm. that's 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 where. Yeah. And, well, and, and didn't his wife just pass too? Yeah. Kelly Preston. Really? Kelly yeah. Preston. Yeah. Kelly Preston yeah. recently passed too. This, she was this yeah. early this year. Yeah. Oh man. Or last year. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Damn. Pre. I, I don't think it was COVID or anything like that, but it was Why still... can't they see medical attention? It's science. Well, that's like Jehovah's Witness you think too. Because, because aliens got you, man. Exactly. Like mm. you can't, they can't, Jehovah's Witness can't draw blood, can't do things. You can't like, celebrate your birthday or anything. Yeah, like like, like yeah. Ugh. No yeah, no, none. You even, can't celebrate anything. That's even like church Jehovah's. is in the celebration. Like yeah, yeah. which I, I went to school with a Jehovah's chick. She was not funny. No, she <laughs> was. <not funny>. <laughs> <laughs> My entire knowledge of Jehovah's Witness is the movie, the Kevin uh, Romspringer. Who's Who's the other Kevin that's not funny? Costner. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin Costner movie, I A Perfect about World. Him. What's oh, that? Oh, yeah. That was actually okay. a really good movie, so she's but thinking the kid he kidnapped was a Jehovah's okay. Witness. So she's thinking of Sex Drive. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. With, I don't uh, know that. There's an Amish bit in yep. there. Uh, well, it's a movie Springer. and they get caught and they need to, yeah, and, and they go Green to the Amish. The Amish guy, <laughs> yeah. He's an Amish dude. And, and, oh, they know, have, what, one night or a weekend Wait a where they can now do I have a problem. I have a problem with Jews playing Amish people. And we bring it back full circle. That's how comedy works. It's called a callback. <laughs> we have to pull it back. Otherwise, what are you listening? <laughs> That's a good movie, though. If you haven't seen it, I've shown it to my 20-year-old and my 19-year-old. And at least now they And you they probably showed it. it to them when they were like 14 and 15. <laughs> she called me out on that one. <laughs> well, speaking of kids, like here's something I've been struggling with. So my son just turned 13, but he's... He hit puberty pretty hard at 12 and Aww. a half. Yeah. So that's where the puberty part is. He's almost six foot. So if you go back, yeah. <laughs> if you go back to you like go our back, third podcast. Go was, back in time. Yeah. And we did a puberty episode based on it. So one day, uh, he leaves porn up on his iPad. Oh! Oh! 
No, I was. What was it? I was. I was jacking off at twelve. I was too. I can't. I can't fault him for that. But tell me where if I'm wrong here. But my first thought was, oh shit, is he old enough to see Fight Club? <laughs> now most of my people, most of the people I've talked to have said no, <laughs> no Fight Club for your son. But like the fact that he's looking at porn behind my back now. But he like, can't watch Fight Club. See, is I, he old enough for Fight Club? See, I had this, but it's sim- similar <laughs> as you. Might Fight Club before American History X, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just want to see nudity, I'm assuming. To it get was, to it the was point. cartoon porn. To be fair, it was cartoon, like you know, anime yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, it was Japanese. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> well, it was more video game character. Oh, she was okay, she I've was seen... basically getting railed from behind. Okay, I've seen clips of yeah. video game characters. It's more like a witch character getting railed from behind, but her, you know, tits are up in the front. Like right, 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 right. Graphic. Yeah. And I saw that, and I'm like, shit, is he old enough finally to see Fight Club? That's can all we I start thought. watching movies together? See, that, that's <laughs> all I could think of. That was my, so I was the early generation of, like, internet porn, and my dad found it one time, and he's like, it's a similar concept. Can my son watch Slapshot now? Like, can oh, we watch Slapshot? Slapshot. Like, oh, like, <laughs> that's a good one. That, and see, that's where so, people be like, "Oh, that's before my time." Slapshot is before all all of our time. time. That's uh, but there's oh, certain wait, wait, movies. I got one. Porkies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it holds no, up. No. I don't think it holds up. All right. Well, the only see, reason I, I brought that is because that was the one movie my dad was like, "That one you can watch." I yeah. don't know. What? I don't know Porkies, but I. Still, I know that's what I was like. What? I don't know Porkies, but I still will not. Uh, show my son Revenge of the Nerds because yeah. it is the same fucking thing. It's fucking rape. Yeah, it's yes. rape. You, he absolutely it's rapes yes. that woman. He rapes yeah, that woman. Absolutely. It's not only rape, but it's spying on women in their yeah, nudity and things yeah, like yeah, manipu- yeah. Oh, selling women's nudity. Yeah. There's a lot of issues they there. They do that. Actually, if you go by a lot of <laughs> yeah, the movies back movies then, they are all, yeah, like, no, even no, Animal House is born. Oh, yeah. Like, John Belushi fans. Oh, yeah. But like even him, one of my favorite scenes of John Belushi. is it for me. Yeah. Well, well, in, in Animal House, when John Belushi is like, does that, like, <clears throat> like, you can't see me, but like, he like is on, be- before he spies on the girls and the yeah. big bras and like, but that's the same thing. He's got the ladder in the yeah. window looking. Uh-huh. He like scoots the ladder over as she's taking off her clothes. Like, I'm sorry. It's just normal for anyone. I don't know why, but all I can think about is David Spade now. That's my oh, guy. David Oh, my God. <laughs> if I could open for anyone, David Spade. Yeah, I want to be go. friends with David Spade. Yeah. And every character is like that. <laughs> but apparently he David lives Spade's that lifestyle, a little perv. too. Yes, he does. Apparently he lives a lifestyle. Of, well, I shouldn't say perv because yeah. he's age appropriate. But he's is definitely he? loves mm-hmm. the ladies. But I have loved every character that guy has ever played, and I I'd think have to agree. I never really oh paid God. attention, but there's nothing he's done that I haven't hated. If I could be a f- friends with anyone famous, David Spade's top of that list. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like got he, the millennial chat. No, 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 no. I, first off, I love Spade. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like again, F- Farley and Spade are comedy. Like if you if you could put two well, yeah, people, yeah, we, we touched on Farley. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm yeah. sure you did. So but even okay. Spade by himself. Yeah. No, yeah. But did you watch that the rules news? of engagement? Oh my god. But did you watch the news, <laughs> news show? Radio. Like, or, or, or not news radio. News radio. No, uh, just, radio. Just, just shoot me. Just shoot was, me. He, no, he was amazing. Yeah. It's on Hulu, and I'm watching yes. it currently. Yeah. And that's another good one. He was good, <laughs> but like, have you? Did you watch his um, interview show that he did on Comedy Central? No. Yes. No. Was, oh, it got canceled. But yeah. yeah so it would be other was comedians watching stuff. Yes. Was it, we was watched it, a couple Was of it that. better or worse than Jiminy Glick? Ooh. Ooh. 
I know. <laughs> because Martin Short is a, is a is up Martin on the Short Rushmore. Is awesome. He's well, up on the Rushmore. But he's trying to take his ass down off that Rushmore. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, he's, Dana he's Carvey's doing awesome. A, he's doing a show with Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they're good buddies and they're really funny together. But Martin Short's the Jiminy Glick character I never could buy into. I can occasionally, but he goes so much with it. Like, honestly, you probably, yeah. any time with that character, shave two minutes. It might have been a good uh, skit on SNL, but yeah. it's not a full, no, <laughs> full he, on show. A show, tone. no, it definitely isn't. Like, it needs to be a five-minute skit. Yeah. All right, so yeah. I got one that I've been wanting to make but sure Galvin that Ackes I mentioned. does it better. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and it's, he's a younger one. Bo Burnham. Yeah, oh. Bo's good. Oh, I don't know much about Bo Burnham, but I know the name. The shit that he comes he's up with funny. is fucking gold. In Apparently, my mind. he's in a new. But he's kind of like show a weird. Too. Like he's to me, I see him as a crossover between Weird Al and a stand-up because what he can do musically as a musician, because he's his piano stuff. He has He'll that kind of like a lot. He, oh God. He has that grout or not Groucho. He's got the. Chico Marks. Thank you, Cuda? Chico, Chico? Marks. Chico Marks was the piano the player. Yeah. So he's got a little bit of that because he can do it. But Chico he... was the mute. No, Harpo was the mute. Harpo, okay. Yeah, because he played the harp. Yes. yes. Got it. So Chico was the piano player, and he would be the one that kind of had a little bit of the jokes, but he was he, he got overshadowed by Harpo and Groucho. Well, he was a straight man, I think. Who? I have no idea about Marco that. was, Groucho was the one-liner. Yep. Uh, Harpo was the Mute. the vaudeville, yeah, pure vaudeville. Yeah, for all of our 1960s fans here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are all dead. But, They're all dead. Right. And, and Bo Burnham <laughs> wasn't that, but his piano bits and the fact that like his his just his wittiness and his perspective. He is witty. Yeah. And the way he and and I hope that there are minimal country f- music fans listening, but we what are he not does with that fans, country so music bit. For him to bring his out the country was funny. Genius, because like he's it, he talks about pandering and he does it in a song, <laughs> which is what kind of Matt's got a little bit of talent about writing songs <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like it, it just there's something about Bo Burnham where I can kind of like I, I yeah he's, he's well he's he's too. stupid talented. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. trying. Was it fourth grade the movie he made? I think that was the name of the title. Like it was up for like. Golden Globes and stuff. Uh, he, it was wow. a directorial debut. It was a story about him and things like. Yeah, no, he he's got a lot of talent. Like mm-hmm. he's going everywhere. Wow, I I am on the same vein. I don't know Burn Bo, Bo Burnham. I will look him up. But um, Rodney Carrington, as far as the songs, yeah, yeah. 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 I know Rodney Carrington. <laughs> Who put the dick on yeah. the snowman yeah. is yep. one of the funniest. I've, I've ever got heard. this burning <laughs> so, sensation. So <laughs> when I pee, <laughs> and you bring that up, which takes me to David Allen Coe. Yeah. Who is normal? Like my my son is big on like Johnny Cash and old school country. Yeah. David Allen Coe is old school country, but there's one album that he did that is full on X rated, and he wrote it with Shel Silverstein. Oh yeah, folk. Oh, nobody knows this, but Shel Silverstein wrote Shel for Playboy. Silverstein. He wrote, wrote you for Playboy before he wrote song Kid he, stuff. he huh. did, and there's 18 of them, and they are the dirtiest, most fucked up, funniest things you've ever heard. Shel okay. Silverstein wrote an epic and poem, they, a la Homer, yes. about a guy going to hell and playing dice with the devil. Yeah, wow. he was fucking grown up as well as he was kids. Yeah, Shel wow. Silverstein had yeah. a whole nother side to him that I don't think people knew. That dude rocks. And <laughs> yeah, it, and I wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for actually the the guy I brew beers with. And I was talking about comedy music and Weird Al and Bo Burnham and yeah. and Jack Black yeah, yeah. and and some of these others. Jack He's like, Black is awesome. 
dude, have you not heard David Allen Coe's 18 X-rated songs or something like that? Yeah. I'm like, no. And he's like, you can find it on YouTube. It's the only place you're going to find it. Yeah. But you can find it on YouTube. I got three tracks in, and I'm fucking trying not to cry. Nice. Like, it's, dude, what? And he goes, yeah, Shel Silverstein wrote every single oh, song yeah. for him. Wow. And some of them are parodies. Some of them are like, it, and you think, wait, this dude who's almost borderline cat in the hat wrote some of the dirtiest you things. That yeah. Yeah. Out of, and oh, yeah. It's like, ah, and, yeah. Well, it's like Bob Saget. He's oh, like full yeah. house. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then he's like, like Bob Saget. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, Bob Saget never... <laughs> wishes he was like Shel Silverstein. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Saget um, should be in jail almost. <laughs> but, yeah. like, he's. Yeah. Well, he, you, well, I think I've never watched Bob Saget stand up, but you, didn't you tell me he did something about the Olsen twins? And well, which... I've never <gasps> seen him in stand up, but I've seen him in clips on, like, You Got the Show. And then when yeah. he's off, off, like, not kids shows. He's talking about kids sucking his dick. I mean, yeah, he's see, all I about, like, he's one of probably the most dirtiest comedians. But pe- whether you, you either know it or you're in denial watching, like, Full House and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, There's one or two, because he's probably one of the worst, like, well, I, dirtiest. But see, I grew up watching, I grew up with uh, Danny Tanner being saccharine and awful. <laughs> it's like he was, so, I would literally watch the show until the violin music started, then I would turn it off because that's when the bullshit ending would start. Yeah. yeah. But I when I found that. out that, when I found out that Danny Tanner was the most filthy comedian ever, I never, ever sought to hear it. Really? <laughs> it didn't surprise me, nor did it intrigue me. Huh. I was I'm, like, I just don't want to hear that. I mean, I, I like Dirty Work, the movie. He directed that. I'm uh, at that point. I'm okay with everything else. I didn't know he directed that. That was Norm Macdonald, another great. Oh, yes. Norm Macdonald's one we of had, my favorites. That's the first time his name is mentioned. Oh, in oh I'm sorry that I haven't done that. Actually, Jesus. I'm glad you brought him up. He's one of my favorites. I love Norm. Norm Macdonald's got one of my favorite, like rambling, go nowhere jokes until the punchline. He's. I think people in you know, like moth, Gary Shandling. The there's certain, yes. Oh, he's dead though. <laughs> the Fuck. moth joke is Gary. one of the best. I, I'm a huge Gary Shandling fan too. We brought oh, him up. Like, he's passed. We brought but him up. I love him. But yeah, like I love that kind of humor. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, Norm just don't give a shit. No. I mean, he's brilliant and well, don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, even his because Bert, I love his Burt Reynolds. Like, yeah. Mm. But if you listen to Norm Macdonald in any interview with him, he's got his life made. Like yep. he is, he is Charlie Harper from Two and a Half Men. He's he's that Charlie yep. Sheen character. He's mm-hmm. like, look. I got my condo in LA. I bought one for my mom. I got my groceries delivered. I'm set for life. I don't have to fucking care anymore. So he just does whatever he wants yep. all the time. And apparently he spends eight hours a day on the putting green at his condo. And that's all he does. He doesn't even know how to drive a car. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yeah, he won't go anywhere. Everything's delivered and he doesn't do anything. He's just got his life set. I love and he's Norm. taking care of and his mom. And yet God keeps him alive. Mom, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Like, his mom is his neighbor, and everything's paid for, and the pension's funded, and everything is fucking golden. And he's just like, okay, I'll say what I want to say when I want to say it. He's, he's exactly that guy. Yeah. Yes. And which gives him so much freedom. I but, love Norm MacDonald. But I his whole, about him. I don't know how. A, a lot of the reason, a lot of the thing I use to judge comedians is how they make other comedians laugh. Mm-hmm. Like yes. If, True. I'm not a huge Adam Carolla fan anymore, but nobody makes Adam Carolla laugh like Dana Gould. Dana Dana's Gould is another good one. Yeah, Dana's a good one. Dana's a good one. So the the way Dana Gould can make Adam Carolla laugh is like nobody else on earth. 
but Norm Macdonald could make like uh, David Letterman laugh like nobody else. I mean, he he he's yeah. Every comedian I know listens to Norm. Yeah. Like yeah. at some point you're listening and laughing at Norm. Like it doesn't matter who you are. He was a writer. Was he writer? Oh yeah. He, probably. Well, I well know he, he was well, he, on it, but I, don't I think, think everyone was on it. So he was writer. pretty close because he ran. Uh, usually head writers are the ones that uh, do Weekend Update, and he ran the Notorious Weekend Update. So oh, I'm okay. sure he was. Definitely was that right. the Dennis Miller or the no no Kevin it was oh, he Dennis was, Miller was, that was he, him it was him he was I, it was right before um oh, God why I can't liked it? Kevin Nealon I liked I like Kevin Nealon but why? I liked I Norm Macdonald too because Norm Macdonald when a joke didn't land he would just kind of stare well, into the Tina camera and somebody else came out and, Amy Poehler I love well him. no because there was the one in between I can't why can't I not think of that I uh, Colin Quinn that. there he is. Oh boy, Colin Quinn was in between there, and everyone hated Colin. Oh, which, uh, like, I was, I like Colin. Well, David Spade did a bit about Colin Quinn being the host of, you know, he was the host of some game show on MTV in yeah, the eighties. Yeah, 80s. Uh, um, uh, uh, remote control. Yeah, yeah, yeah remote, remote control. control. Uh, but when when Colin Quinn did a did the Weekend Update, David Spade did a bit, and he's like, and then Colin Quinn came to Weekend Update, which prompted an entire generation of people to ask. Hey, isn't that Colin Quinn's dad? <laughs> <laughs> so again, David Spade for the win. Yeah, there it is. No, he's he's good. He's witty. He's smart. Again, he's probably another one of those. He's set. He's fine. He doesn't have to worry so anymore. One yeah. we, we we've talked and about Saturday Night Live and, and some writers, <laughs> but we haven't touched on him at all one bit. And I wonder why it was Louis C.K. Because wow. he was, well, he was canceled, but but was he like like canceled? Canceled? No, he came back. Okay. Much like Aziz That's Ansari why I'm asking. Back. Well, Bill Burr, he's an actor too. Comedian. Bill Burr well, didn't get canceled. No, no. Bill Burr, yeah. Really. He didn't I get canceled. He had a bad Saturday Night Live. I don't yeah. know why I thought of him. He's Bill in a Burr, lot of it. Well, he's even. All in. Bill Burr did was be Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that was it. That was it. No, he, there's somebody's like, he's like, I'll write this. Shut up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes to Mandalorian and like I was gonna say, resurrected he's more, his career. He's more of an actor now. Bill Burr was never hurt. And he had he had that that animated show too. Um, uh, F is for family. F is for family. That was a great show. Yeah, I think uh, four really seasons on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been a Bill Burr fan for twenty, well, fifteen years at least. And yeah. he's another one who speaks the truth. Like, like you may not like it. He's one you. He's he reminds me a little bit of George Carlin. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just he, he's, he, he, he puts a spotlight on certain issues and situations that maybe <laughs> you weren't thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, and that's kind of what I... Uh, yeah. We need somebody, because once we lost Carlin... It's been tough for a while. Yeah. Well, again, well, honestly, you lost Chappelle, Chappelle for a while. Like, Chappelle was that gap in between, True. like... True. And he really was. He's back. Oh, man. No, no, he Kinda. is, but, he's, but he wants to be... He wants to just go dirty, which is fine, and he can do it well. Um, but, uh, like, it's, it's different, because... I, I respect Chappelle, his ability to write and everything, but he wants to just be dirty now, and that's fine, and be controversial, which gets him ratings. That's fine. But Chappelle's not just controversial, he's honest. He's like, he is. his first, <laughs> what is his first special back? He starts off by making fun of the audience that paid to see him. That I mean, that was fucking ballsy, but he was oh, not wrong. That first special, when he, <laughs> hold on, that, that Cosby bit oh. that took the entire special to build was brilliant. <laughs> And then he defended Kevin Hart for like twenty minutes. Yeah, he does, <laughs> and like everything he does, too. like, I like him. well, he's he's the one saying, "Look, the shit you think ain't real." Here's the real story because we're so quick to cancel people, yep. and I'm yeah. talking about millennials. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm canceling everyone. You guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. Bill Maher last night was all about, like, the cancel culture is not really a Gen X thing. Gen X, for the most part, is silent. Yeah. Gen X, for the most part... No, Millennial definitely would be the one to yeah. go for that first. It's not the boomers. It's not the Gen X, because Gen X is like, what are they doing? We're like, well, we're fucking watching. Like, we always did. We were always slackers, and we never made any, any illusions about that. But the millennials are out there canceling everyone for everything they say, yep. and they canceled Chappelle, and he came back and said, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I'm still funny, and and he's fucking wise. He is. You know? No, he is. He is funny. Like it, it doesn't matter what he says at this point, guys. It's either true or not. But he'll make you laugh. Right. It doesn't. It oh, does yeah. not matter. And uh, Eddie Murphy, you got a Eddie Murphy. Eddie yeah, Murphy. there it is. That's what who we is not ready for a freaking coming to America too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're yeah. a few weeks away. Yeah. I've been waiting yeah. for that for two years. Yeah, yeah. at least. No. Uh, we are gonna. Yeah, she's never seen the first one. Uh, we are my father has not oh. seen the first one. No. We, gotta we have make Prime. It. She's gonna. What? Okay, okay. We're, Do you guys want to get? Hold on. Before we even get further in this, it's uh-huh. on Prime now. <laughs> my, my favorite moment with her was uh, the first Thanksgiving she ever had. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Is she some kind of Canadian or something? <laughs> <laughs> Close, West Virginian. Uh, West Virginian. It's very similar. Uh, oh, Canada country. is offended well, just, by that statement. It's it's a racist what a racist Canada. Okay, it's racist Canada. <laughs> racist Canada. Uh, so, anyways, we're sitting at my family's thing. I have a ton of cousins, family members. We're all at Thanksgiving, and we're talking about Dumb and Dumber. And oh, she goes, "I've never too. seen it." And forty people. The wedding is off. Forty people turn around and just start staring at her like something was wrong with her. (laughs) So for Christmas, guess what she got from the family? (laughs) She got Dumb and Dumber. Okay, no, not just the DVD, but everyone has to dress up as Harrier Lloyd. (laughs) I tried to do that for the wedding. She wouldn't let me. Okay, I would would rent a Lamborghini to drive that point home instead of a bouquet. It's a bird with a hook the head taped on. Pretty bird, pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> right? And I'd I hire a blind kid from down the street. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know for a fact they rented a red and a white Lamborghini. And a mutt van. <laughs> no, it would be the mutt van. And the orange yes. and the blue tuxedo. Oh, we would have to roll yep. in the mutt van. And I then would. the orange and the blue tuxedo. The shag and wagon. Yes. Oh. yes. Somebody's getting X-Lax oh in there. Oh, my God. Somebody's, <laughs> someone's pooping How tonight. How is that not every single Christmas for the rest of her life? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Die Hard no longer is a Christmas movie in your family. No. <laughs> I already have to fight that. I No, it is. And I have to fight that it every is. year. It okay. Is. <laughs> now... Is now I have a machine <laughs> gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> actually, Christmas movies. That's not a bad like comedy Christmas movies. That's not a bad Ooh, way to wrap this one up. There it is. I love that. Mark I, Wahlberg. Oh, the, the Daddy's Home one. Daddy's Home Two. Okay. Really? My, my modern cl- Christmas classic. It, Daddy's Home Two. Okay. We, my son and I love the shit out of that movie. I was to say I have not. I, I have to watch it. Nobody has seen Daddy's Home Two, but that's I'm a Mark such a great Christmas though. movie. Yeah. Well, I will. And, and see, it's up there with Christmas Vacation. Die Hard is, is there. Right Christmas there. Vacation yes. is there. And then and Harold Kumar. I yep. love it. I'm Harold and Kumar is a very three D Christmas. Yeah, it's a good one. Those are our top three Waffles. Christmas movies. And, and <laughs> for weirdly, like Christmas is comedy to us. Like we don't. It it needs to make us laugh. Other yes, than the it, Heat it, Miser. I do yeah. like A Year Without a Santa Claus. If yeah, you want to yeah. go cartoon. I love Heat Miser. Well, that's not even technically a cartoon. It is a cartoon. That is a cartoon. It's claymation. Or claymation. (laughs) But now it's more like those. Like Mr. Bill. 
Yeah. Mr. Oh, no. That was a big debate for me in high school. Mr. Bill never animated, not claymation. He didn't move, so it was not like that was actually a debate we had in high school. Wow. Is is Mr. Bill claymation? No. He doesn't fucking move. No. He just ah. says, oh, no, and then gets smashed. Yeah. Or I buy by a dog, dog toys yes. to say no, no, and they get crushed way quicker than any other toy. Like you can I don't know if the they love it like, or they hate it so much they got to kill it. I'm not sure yet, but it's the first ones to go. Where do you think the phrase, I love you to death, came from? Ooh. Someone watching a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, I actually had a coworker ghost. I don't know, is it just me or just sometimes I have to squeeze my dog to the point they go, oh. <laughs> I was wow. like, that's you. <laughs> Normally it's like you, dog you, breath, you yeah. love him, but you don't want to. Ryan, make you him do make a do sound. impressions of your dog. <laughs> that was the one that almost got me fired. <laughs> Shout out you to love Stephanie. Your dog, <laughs> but don't love your dog. <laughs> And That's exactly what that was. One time, hey boy. Oh my! <laughs> For some reason, my impressions of my coworkers are always do do do. Except for one person, I'll let her decide who she is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's only because she's the only one who listens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was saying, no, no, my, I have the other one. Like, sh- she's twenty three years old and definitely like stoner. She's like, nah, brah. <laughs> Sorry, brah, nah. <laughs> yeah, the, the bra thing. The bra, bra, like bra. Th- nah, sorry, bra. Yeah, I, I'm not quite getting it. Yeah, I don't either. And like, and like, yeah. she's 23, and I'm just looking at her and like, all right, um, uh, all right, bra. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Let's spin a bottle. Yeah. Ooh, yes. okay. All right. I may have to watch another commercial, so keep it talking. Okay. Me too. All right. No, nope, right. we're good. Oh. Here we go. Spin in the bottle. Ah. And Brendan will choose the next Yay, topic. Yes. Um, it's going to be about music, isn't it? No. <laughs> like, what is it? Beer? I think I might go with kind of what Matt was going with, with um, Girls, Girls Would Do. Girls, Girls Will Do. Hey, we may want to get Ryan's wife in on this one. Yes. We have a fifth microphone. We, we might. Um, we can and, share mics. And, and we because Selma Hayek is, was a real big smash hit I with mean, her. I mean, it's Selma Hayek. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, See? You're but specifically, too. it was 1998 Selma Hayek. Oh, God. <laughs> How can you right. resist that? See? Oh, there we go. Could. Okay. Well, on next episode, Girls, 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 girls Would Do. do. If we oh. couldn't top it off with comedy, it's already it's already <laughs> it my favorite episode. It might carry over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, stay tuned.